People, get ready. Get ready. Great things are coming for the body of Christ. But you got to be ready. You know, when the package comes, you got to be home. All right? There's a package full of blessings that is coming. It's coming. It's coming. And those that are obedient and sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be speaking about the Holy Spirit. Not only today, at a couple of more Sundays. You see, well, you sit down. May sit down. The thing is that we have to realize that there are fundamental things that we cannot forget. The more we enter in these last days, greater levels of revelations are going to be taken care of. They're going to be taking place. But we cannot get deviated or we, in other words, I don't care if you go to college or the university, you cannot forget what you learn in fifth grade. You understand that? Because what you learn in fifth grade is the basic for you maybe to be in college now or whatever. Fundamentals. That happens in sports all the time. You got to get back to how to bat, your position, your bat, baseball, for example. Every, every uh, sport has a development process. But in that development process, you cannot forget the fundamentals. Because that's the basic of the development process. You follow what I'm saying? And the Holy Spirit, you know who the Holy Spirit is? Who's the Holy Spirit? God. Say God, God. is the Holy. Give him a Lord a hand. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is God. He's not a thing. He's not a ghost. He's the Lord. Praise Jesus. And of course, this is the great mystery. There is one God, and there are three persons. Yeah. Pastor, explain. I can't. Why can't you explain? Because I don't know, man. I just believe it. My mind doesn't go to that point of real, being able to dissect or understand how one God are three persons. But it is. It is. When you receive Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit and you receive the Father. Because the three are one. Are you following what I'm saying? How many people here have received the Lord before? If you receive Jesus in your heart, let me see your hand. If you receive Jesus in your heart, raise your hand. Let the devil seize you and God seize you. Not, let's fight to be timid. I don't want you to be timid. If you are timid, you will not reach in your life. You're not going to make it. In these times we're living in, people that are timid, well, the Bible says that the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for those guys, people that are timid. They're going to devour you. He ain't going to devour me, man. I'm telling you. You got to take your authority up and be ready. Say, I'm ready. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Say, glory to God three times again. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I want to read certain things about the Holy Spirit. 
Uh, is this the light you give me the light here already? You guys, are you listening to me? I don't know if they're listening to me. They're looking there. <laughs> All right. Somebody that knows about lights, go in there and see if this is already. You think, who do you think I'm talking to, my abuela? <laughs> Praise God. All right, so in John, the Gospel of John, this is so important. John 20, blessed be the name of the Lord. John 20, it says in verse 19, it says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were, assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst of in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his sides. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he has said these things, he breathed, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Listen. Jesus here, he had risen from the dead. So he breathed, he breathed on them. You know what he breathed on? He breathed life. Jesus is life himself. The same thing that God did to Adam when God breathed to Adam and Adam received life. Remember that life as we know it is not really ex uh, some, to exist. You can exist and do not have life. You may exist and be dead because in the Bible... Spiritual death means separation from God. You follow what I'm saying here? So, if you have separation from God, you are spiritually dead. So now, in the Old Testament, those that believed couldn't be born again. They couldn't be born again because Jesus had not yet died and had not yet raised from the dead. Had not yet rose. So what does this mean? That means that they were saved, but they had to go to a place to wait for Jesus to come, die, paid for their sins, and raised, being raised from the dead. All right? That place was called paradise or, the, or Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom. You follow? So at that time, they were saved, but they were not born again. But at this time, in this season... After Jesus died and resurrected, we are able to do the both things at the same time. If I'm saved because of believing in him, I am also, I can also be born again because he already came. You follow what I'm saying? Am I confusing you? Good, good, good. All right, good. I'm glad I confused you. I mean, I shake you, keep you awake. So, at this time... 
the first people that were born again were the disciples when Jesus breathed on them his breath of life. So they were then the first ones to receive Jesus or their life into their existence. I should put it like that. Are you following me up to now? This is important because the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the infilling of the Holy Spirit is a subsequent experience to being born again. So you need to be born again to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost or also called the infilling of the Holy Ghost. You follow? So this is important. So they, they received the life of Jesus in them. And now we go into Acts, the book of Acts. And of course, it said, when he breathed on them, they said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you are receiving Jesus, but you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive Jesus, you receive the Father. So if you are born again, you have the Holy Ghost, okay? You don't need to receive the Holy Ghost, you already have him. Say, you already have the Holy Ghost. Of course, if you have Jesus in your heart, you have the Father, you have Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. This is very important. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is something subsequent because you don't need that to be saved. What you need to be saved is to receive Jesus, which, of course, you, you receive Jesus. All of a sudden, the apostle Paul says, don't you know you're the temple of the Holy Ghost? What do you mean, you know? When did I receive the Holy Ghost? The day you received Jesus. So you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God lives in you. Amen? Now, we go to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, and we go to verse 4, and it says, And being assembled together. Listen, people, I'm say, this is very important for us to know. Then you can choose whatever you want to choose. But you need to know the facts. You need to know whatever God has for you, what is available for you to do better in your life. And I sincerely believe that this, as we go closer, we get closer to the last days, we're going to need everything that God has for us because things that are coming, don't you ever feel secure with your job, with your neighborhood, with whatever. You got to be secure in Jesus Christ and giving thanks for your job, giving thanks for your neighborhood, giving thanks for what you got, giving even thanks for your gun. But it's God the one that is going to take care of you. You hear? Now you say, but do you believe in guns? I believe in Jesus. I like guns. I shoot once in a while. I go shooting. I don't go shoot at people. I go shoot, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got to be careful, but the pastor goes shooting people. <laughs> this is something that we have to see, and even, and then again, these are things that you may not agree with me, but because you don't agree with me in certain areas, you cannot shut me down of the teachings that I'm giving you about God. Why do I, why do I believe in God? First of all, 
the Constitution backs us up in, in that thing. I believe that, I shouldn't even say about the thing you're not talking about. I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit, now I'm talking about the Holy Guns. So, so what I mean is that the criminals will always have weapons on him. Always. They're going to steal it. They're going to do this. They're going to always have guns. If they know that you probably have a gun, he's going to go to a one that probably has not. Because he knows that if you have a gun, he's going to have to really, you know what I mean? And he doesn't want to get hurt. He just want to steal from you and give you a couple of blows. <laughs> so he doesn't want any hassle. He want to do it and go. So if you, if you are armed, this is positive for you. I believe that in that area. Why is it in the Constitution, and people don't realize this, in the Constitution, this is placed there because our fathers of the land, when they made the Constitution, they were trying to protect us against governments that may try to take our rights. In every communist country, the first thing they do is taking your guns away because they know that they can develop whatever and they, the people are just like nothing. But as long as they know that you have the right to wear arms, they are more careful in applying this type of new laws on you. You may agree or you may not agree, but that is a fact. I'm just telling you this. All our countries, Cuba, all our countries, the first thing they did was taking the guns away because a people, when they are armed, it's very hard to change the culture. I don't have to say more about that. That's about the holy guns. Now go back to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, uh, do you receive what I'm saying even though you may not agree? Yeah. If you don't agree, keep praying for me. Maybe you convince me. That's it. All right. So here in Acts, in verse 4, it says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, Ye have heard of me. What was the promise of the Father you have heard of me? He said there in the Gospel of John that he will send a comforter. The comforter is another name for the Holy Spirit. Really, remember, this was written in Greek. And uh, the word they gave uh, the, of the comforter, he's going to send a comforter, was uh, parakletos. Parakletos means comforter, means helper means someone beside you. It has like eight or nine meanings of someone that is there all the time giving you a hand in every area. That's the Holy Spirit. Not just to comfort you, but to be there to battle anything that you may need in a specific moment. The Holy Spirit is your paracletos, which is said comforter in the translation. Okay. But wait for the promise of the Father which you have said of me, that you heard of me. For John now, truly baptized with water, 
but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Baptism. The word baptism in Greek really means, the word baptism means to be immersed or placed into something. All right? You are baptized in water. You are immersed or placed into water. That's why. Like, I was baptized when I was a child. Hey, they wet your head. <laughs> you know, whenever I talk about this, you, do you see the, father, the, the movie God, the, the, the Godfather? When they were baptizing the little kid, and there was Michael, and the priest said, do you renounce Satan and all that? And, yeah, I do. And then he went and killed a bunch of people. Well, yeah, whatever. Just forget about it. <laughs> it just came to my mind. I just say everything that comes to my mind. But it's amazing. Yes, I do. I said, oh, taka, 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 the priest said, bless the land. He went and killed a bunch of people. So if they baptize you when you were a child, that means nothing. Biblically, baptism is to be placed into the waters because it's a re really is a symbol of something that has already happened listen to me something that has already happened that means that you are re related to Christ because you are you're going to the sepulcher with him to the tomb and you come from the dead with him out of the war you see what I'm saying so it's a symbolism of his death and his resurrection. And when they wet your head, they cannot go through that process. So what I mean to say is, of course, I'm trying to explain this because the baptism of the Holy Spirit is you to be placed into the Holy Spirit. Huh? Be submerged into the Holy Spirit, just like you're submerged in water when you are baptized with water. Are you following everything? Am I confusing you? Good, good, good. All right. So, this is so important for us to know. And then he said in verse 5, For John truly baptized you with water, but ye shall be baptized or immersed with the Holy Ghost not too many days hence. Not too many days hence. Now, in verse 8, now he says something very, very important for the body of Christ. Remember, the only ones that were saved were those disciples, were 120 of them, that later on they go to the, to the Aposento Alto. You mean the upper room? They went to the upper room, and in the upper room then comes the Holy Spirit. We'll read that a little bit here, later. He said in verse 8, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. But ye shall receive power after that, the Holy Ghost is come on you. So, this is important. The word in Greek, you shall receive dunamis. Dunamis is a basic word where, where dynamite comes from. It's a powerful explosion that changes things around you. You are going to receive dunamis when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then you say, well, but I received Jesus. Don't I have any, po any power? There are two types of power in Greek. In the Bible, when you receive Jesus, 
you receive power called exousia. Exousia means authority. Okay? Dunamis is a, a, a power that changes things. An explosion is a different power. A policeman, for example. I have that example always. If there's a policeman with his badge, etc., etc., hat, blah, blah, you are coming, he said, stop. You react to his exousia. You react to his authority. And you stop. But maybe some of you don't want to react to his exousia. And you keep on. So then he brings out his dunamis. <laughs> Do you follow? Am I okay, chief? Am I right? So, what I mean to say is there are two different powers. You have the Lord in you. You have exousia. You have authority on this earth. But the power, the dunamis behind the exousia, you see, that's why you say, I read the Bible. You need to study the Bible. You need to know these things that you may receive these things and really apply them accordingly uh, because everything is by faith here. There's nothing that God has that you can receive automatically. Not even your salvation. Because when you, for you to be safe, you have to, well, I already prayed the, the, the prayer that received Jesus. No, no. How much faith do you put when you were praying that, that prayer? Because faith is the one that activates anything that God has for you. You follow? So, you can do that prayer that saves everybody that does it, but they, you are not going to get saved unless you put faith in it. Because it's faith, the activator of whatever God is going to give you. Amen? Give the Lord a hand. Praise the Lord. So, so, blessed be the name of the Lord. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not in many days from now. Now, verse 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you, and ye shall be witness. So now it tells me why the power. The power is that you represent me, Jesus is saying. You're going to receive. Don't go yet. Because you got, you got, I already breathed on you, breathed on you. You got exosia, but let me give you the power. Soon it's going to come. Then you can go. You can go, and whenever you speak, it's going to be an explosion that's going to change hearts. You're going to pray for the sick, and they will recover. You're going to be blessing people that they don't have any money. They're going to have money. Praise God. They don't have to be. You're going to come out of debt. How many here want to come out of debt? I'm telling you, you're going to need the, the, the dunamis. You hear? Say, I need to come out of debt. Say it. How many wants to stay in debt? How many wants to stay in debt? Don't raise your hand or I think you're abnormal. You tell me that. Nobody wants to stay in debt. Nobody wants to be in debt. You need the dunamis. The power of the Holy Spirit to do all these things. So this is very important for you to know. Very important for you to know. Praise the name of Jesus. 
Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon you, and ye shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto little by little. This is, this is so important because, you see, some people, when they receive the Lord, they get all excited. You got to be careful. You got to control your emotions. All right? Because you got emotions, you got emotion. Oh, I want to serve God now with all the God. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know that. No, no, I'm going to go to Africa. And then a lion will eat him up. <laughs> because God has not yet called you to go anywhere. It's, what does it say here? You're going to be my witness, Jerusalem, Judea, in Samaria, in Miami, Hialeah, <laughs> in, you know what I'm saying? Etc., etc., etc. Go little by little. If you cannot go to your neighbors or the people you work with, don't give me that thing. You're going to go to Africa. That's why they're you're going to come. If you're lucky, you're coming with at least with a couple of legs. You're missing a couple of legs, etc., with uh, people. The devil is waiting for you to make a mistake. We cannot make mistakes. Are you listening to me? You cannot make mistake or he will. That's what the Bible says. Peter says that. Apostle Peter. The, the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Seeking whom he may devour. That reminds me the book of Job. When God calls him and said, the devil said, he had been going to and fro. To and fro. And he found Job. He found Job. Uh, so he can find you. And the Bible said that Job was a man that was a good man. That he, you know, knew the Lord. And still, he was really hit hard. And people say, but God allowed it. God did not allow it. He allowed it. Because of fear. Chapter 2 shows clearly that Job was fearful. He, was, he lived in fear. He himself said, that which, I re, that which tormented me, I was fearful all my life has come upon me. When you are fearful, that means you are not trusting that which is keeping you from fear. If you are not trusting that, then fear will come because you don't feel protected. You don't trust the protection. In other words, you don't trust God at that specific moment. So we, we, we got to be very careful. But the Holy Spirit is there for us to trust in the paracletos that is with you all the time. Say amen. amen. Say God never leaves me alone. Say it. He will not forsake me. He will not forsake me. Okay, so you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be ready to go. That's what it is. You'll be ready to go. You can go without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can go. You are already saved. You don't need nothing else to be saved. But in order for you to be a soldier and to win and to conquer. Because you are, listen to me. You are called, your life is not just to be here to go to heaven. Your life is to come here and conquer for Jesus' glory. And then we're going to go to heaven. But your mission and your purpose on this earth, 
are kind of different, yours and mine, but the main goal, this is one, one goal that is the same. Glorify Jesus Christ. So everything you do is to glorify Jesus. Everything I do is to glorify Jesus. It's just look like an army, different position, different areas of uh, assignment. But the truth is that Jesus will receive glory. And you know how we receive glory? As we shine and people come to us and we tell them what Jesus did for us and what can Jesus do for them. Are you assimilating this? Are you getting this? So you got to train yourself to be a soldier in Jesus Christ. Impossible to be a good soldier in Jesus Christ if you don't choose to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Now today, well, I got to hurry up here. I got another service because I'm going to, I've never been there. In the, where am I going? I'm going to Missouri. St. Louis, St. Louis? St. Louis, Missouri. That's where it is, right? St. Louis, Missouri. In St. Louis, Missouri, I, I'm going there. Uh, it's like a round table. I really didn't want to go. <laughs> but I have to go. Sometimes you gotta go, baby. And uh, it's like 15 pastors. They're going to get together, talk about what's happening, talk about this, what do you think? You know? 15 pastors, there are 14 gringo pastors. I'm the only Latino that they invite me. I have to go. Sometimes you have to do things you really don't want to do. And it's not because it's bad. On the contrary, it's good. But I wanted to stay, go home now and see, watch the Marlins play a game. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but I got to go. So if I got to go, I got to go. And my wife is always ready to push me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Marian, you don't know Marian. Marian is something else. She definitely has uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power. <laughs> She has the power. Hallelujah. Right quick. I want you to see this now. I'm going to end it. You already playing, man? <laughs> this guy's from Venezuela. You cannot trust any Venezuelan here? Any? Another Venezuelan there? How many more? Another Venezuelan? Chavez is dead, though. Acts chapter 2. Listen to this now. After he said that in chapter 1, that you shall receive power, etc., 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 then comes the day that you will receive. That's the first time that the Holy Spirit is uh, bestowed upon the whole church and is received only by those that were saved in John 20 that Jesus breathed on them. Right? So these were the only ones that reacted to the Holy Spirit being uh, bestowed. When, when the Bible says the Holy Spirit within you, he, the Bible is referring to your salvation. Remember that. Anytime you read the Holy Spirit within you, the Bible is 
referring to your salvation. When you read the Holy Spirit upon you, the Bible is referring to the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the power that has been bestowed upon your life. You follow that? Okay, in chapter 2, verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. I got to say this. I keep interrupting myself. These are things that God is pushing me, putting in my heart for me to do. Whenever a prayer is going to really be answered, whenever you are going to enter any type of victory or you're going to conquer anything in your life, this area is extremely important. They were all with one accord. They were all in one accord. One of the uh, connections of most important is your marriage. Some of you are young and you don't know that yet. But we have to be in one accord. You got to be in one accord with your parents. You have to be in accord with your boss. But my boss is not Christian, but he signs your paycheck. So shut up and do what he tells you. Well, you know, when the Bible says to honor father and mother, it's talking about authority. Your father, your mother is in the same authority. But then when you get a job and you have said, I will work so many hours for this amount of money, and you are getting that amount of money every week or every whatever, you already, the responsibility is now yours to be whatever you said you were going to do. Even though there is not a signed contract, you said, I'm going to work 40 hours for this amount of money. The amount of money is coming. You better don't hide in the toilet. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? And you respect your boss. Well, he's not a Christian. Then go find another job, man. Don't stay in that job. You're stealing from that person. He's not a Christian. You're a, th a Christian that you're a thief. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. So, one accord, very important. You guys that are married, get things fixed. If you are really being behind things, in order for you to achieve certain things, check how in your marriage, how you are functioning. Sometimes are minute things, but those little things are very, very important to be fixed that we go into one accord is very important for God because to be one accord is a projection of love. And whenever love is present, God is happy. And if God is happy, you will be happy. Amen? amen. Say amen. amen. Okay. And, uh, okay, when the day of Pentecost will fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And, it's, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began. That means that was a result a result of being filled with the Holy Ghost because they were filled and began and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
So that means, first of all, we have established that when you receive Jesus, you receive the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost within you. But for the Holy Ghost to be bestowed upon you and receive the power that Jesus was speaking, this is a subsequent, subsequent experience after being born again. And this is important. How do I know that I have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? This is the only example we have. They received the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in tongues. So it's like a glass, a glass of liquid, water. When it starts, you know, uh, how do you say, uh, overflowing, that means that it's full because it's overflowing. So the same thing. When you overflow, you start speaking in tongues, you're overflowing. Amen? So you got to get that down now. We go little by little. This are another type of things that we're going to be speaking next week about the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the miraculous area of the Holy Spirit manifesting. But now, at least I got to show you this in, in chapter 14 of, uh, of 1 Corinthians Chapter 14, verse 2. Look what it says here. For he that speaketh in an... That's what music says. Musica muerto. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. Listen now. But unto God. For no man understandeth him... Howbeit the Spirit speaketh mysteries. Repeat, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man. Really, in Greek it said, speaketh not unto no one. Of course, speaketh not unto man is not a bad translation, but it's a better one. In Spanish, it's a better one. In Spanish, it says, no speaketh not unto no one. Because no one is no one. Nadie. Not even the devil can understand you. You hear? And when you hear man, you think that other men may not understand you, but it's more than that. It's no one. No one, whomever he may be. Because these are mysteries you're speaking unto God. In other words, you are praying. It's a prayer. You are told, you are speaking to God. That's a prayer. But it's a prayer that not even you know what you're praying. Not even you know what you're praying. And this is very powerful. Very powerful because the, the devil himself doesn't know where you're going to hit him next. He doesn't know where you're going to hit him next. I said, he doesn't know where you're going to hit him next. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. This is very powerful. Very tremendous. Very tremendous. Very tremendous. I had many experiences, especially when I was a missionary. When I was a missionary, really, I was exposed to many things, and then afterwards I realized that the Holy Spirit was involved uh, through this uh, type of prayers. Uh, not just because I prayed, but because others were praying. Uh, I had a, well, when I was in Guatemala, and it was, I arrived in Guatemala, I graduated in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, in 1979. Uh, my teacher was one of the best teachers of the last century. Kenneth Hagan, just look at him. And all these faith teachers have to go through him. So uh, 
I graduated in 1980. I went to Guatemala as a missionary. And the area that I was, the president at that time was Lucas. And those mountains were filled of communist guerrillas. It was a tough situation because there was a lot of killing and a lot of things. The guerrillas were cutting the head of the people. Uh, and the, and, the, and the, the militaries were worse than the guerrillas. There was no good people there. Only God was good. You know, you really have to, you cannot trust this or the other. So I had problems with the, with, the, with the army because they used my passport, American passport. I was an American, but it said, was born in Cuba. When they saw that, oh, you are infiltrated. You are not, this is, this is a lie. You're probably infiltrated. You blah, 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 blah. You are one of them. I'm not one of them. Yes, you are. That was, I have tremendous stories about this. They took me with guns in my head, etc. But this time, uh, the guerrillas knew I was Cuban, uh, even though I had an pa American passport. They realized, being a Cuban, living in Miami, that I was not one of them. Because Cuban Cubans live in Cuba. And they could be part of the, uh, um, of the Castro's group. But if I was in Miami, that means that I was not a part of the group. So the guerrillas already had sent me notes that they were going to kill me and all that to leave. They were cutting the head of missionaries. It was not an easy thing. But I remember that day, I had a car, I had a scout. And a scout is like an SUV. I don't know if they make it anymore. They are very strong. It's like a, like a tank. But they go chuku, 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 chuku. In those mountains, man, they'll never, you'll never make it. But you'll make it, but very slow. So this time, I was going, going to visit some churches that I already previously opened over there. And uh, I see like five or six guys with long rifles in the middle of the road. And they wanted to stop me. And wow, I said, my God, this is, I knew that if I stopped, maybe that would have been the last time. And maybe they could kill me. Because they have been caught in the head of some missionaries a few days before. That's another story I'll be telling you some other time. And, uh, but I said, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. So I went through. But I went through that if I were been running, I would have gone faster than the car. Chuku, 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 chuku. And I was praying, realizing that they were going to start shooting. And my faith was... Those bullets are not going to hit me. Father, in the name of Jesus, because they were so slow that they had to be blind not to hit me. <laughs> so, and wow, all of a the sudden, they didn't hit me because they didn't shoot. I said, my God. So I thought, my prayers are stronger than that. I didn't know it was so strong. <laughs> so, they didn't. When I went then to the I went back to town, to Quesaltenango. I had a small, some of the missionaries, we lived together in a small apartment there. We had different bedrooms. And there were some assigned, those nationals, the Guatemalans guys that were there. And when I told them what happened, one of them said, listen, I live in Ostuncalco. is a, a town that is right beside Quesaltenango. And I had to go through Ostuncalco to go to the mountains. He said, I live in Ostuncalco, he said. 
When was this? At what time? Blah, blah, blah. I said, say, my God, you don't, you don't know what really happened. I said, what happened? He said, that area there is filled of military. And that's why they didn't shoot you. Because if they would have started shooting at you, they would have opened up where they were. And then the military would have, would have known where you were, and they would have come and get them. So they allow you to leave in order for them to keep their area sealed from the militaries to know. I say, my God, this is a tremendous thing. But this is not the tremendous thing, really. The tremendous thing is when five or six months later, I come to the, to the States to raise some money. I had to raise some money. You always have to raise some money. Because, you know, especially in the mission, mission field is very tough. So I used to, in, in High Spring, High Spring is a small town right beside Gainesville. There's a church there. They always used to give me some money for me to help me in the, in the mission field and uh, my assignment. So I went there. There was this lady. And she was always, she was a, a prayer warrior. She was there. She saw me, and then she hugged me. She made me coffee. She was uh, like a Guillermina type. <laughs> and... Uh, and she was a sweet lady. And of course, then we start talking, et cetera, et cetera. And then she opened the Bible, her Bible, and she started giving me a, a, a date. He said, uh, 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 missionary, please, misionero, por favor. She spoke, she was Spanish lady, because everybody was gringo there. It was a gringo church. And then she said, this date at this time, I was praying in tongues. And I had in my heart that was for missions. So I don't know. I just want you to know. Do you remember what you were doing that day, they say? So I started looking. I said, my God. But that day it was when I, I was visiting some churches in the mountains. And I remember. I said, but that date, that date was when I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and uh, I was praying for the bullets not to hit me. But it was greater than that. They didn't even shoot because the military, I gave her the whole story. And she said, my God, I was praying for a missionary that was between life or death. And it was you, missionary. You know what? She was praying in tongues. She didn't know what she was praying for, but she saved my life speaking in tongues. This is so important. Because when you, pray, when you pray in tongues, you pray to God. Nobody can understand it. Not even, you under, not even you know. You may have some type of uh, inclination to what you're doing, but really you don't know. So this is so important. You can be praying for your son, for your daughter. You can be praying for, for, for your wife, your husband. You can pray for your business. You can pray for, for your job. You can pray for your own life. And you don't know. You see, you can pray for your future. One thing, you're not praying ever for your past. You're praying for the now or for tomorrow. So this is a very important thing, to pray in tongues. So I have many, many uh, experiences. You know, I'm making a, how do you call it, a document, document, documentary, a documentary of my life. And uh, it's, it's going to be it's a professional thing. It's not a Mickey Mouse thing. So don't look at me like that. It's a professional thing. Since I left Cuba 
everything I done. You know, I came from when I left Cuba. I was in an orphanage for three and a half years. Then I went into the army. I'm a veteran. I so many things. I was a singer. Great things. Many great things, many bad things. But here I am, you know. And God has been good. I've 